right, Anchor Nation. That was Gavin McGraw. Gavin McGraw. What's his freaking name? Um, Gavin. Gavin DeGraw. Yeah. Let me back up. That was Gavin DeGraw with I Don't Wanna Be, the song that came out in 2003. That rhymed and I didn't mean for it to, but regardless, I am your host, Aaron Rollins, and I am back again for another fascinating, stimulating, tentilating, is that a word? Uh, episode of Southeast Third. You may hear some noise um, as I drive in through this storm. That song, Gavin DeGraw, was brought to you by 103.5, some radio station I, I had turned on as I was uh, driving through Austin. Oh, hey, Michael Jackson, Smooth Criminal coming on. Hang on. Anyway, um, say what you will about him and his disgusting habits. He made some kick-ass music. And Alien Ant Farm covered that song, Smooth Criminal. And uh, I gotta tell you, man, it's it's one of the hardest rocking songs of my childhood. Uh, that song was just badass, especially when they got into the solo and the guy was playing on the guitar. And you had that idiot that had his hair cut with a landing strip going down the center. What do, what do I mean by that? It's like he shaved just a one little strip down the center of his head <laughs> that went from back to front or as they say in the um, medical field from dorsal to ventral on the top of his head um, so the music video was was crazy but you know he had like a chimpanzee and a kid in a mask doing break dance moves and anyway but the <laughs> the song itself was was kick-ass um, back to the uh, Gavin DeGraw song you may have heard that song if you watched that hit show One Tree Hill. One Tree Hill was huge when I was in high school and you know everybody was talking about it. And it had some really big name actors in there. Um, was it was it Kristen Kruick? I know she was in Smallville, but there were some some females on there that were super cute. Oh, Sophie Bush. So Sophia Bush was in it and that was back when she was like, you know, the the teenage boys wet dream type of chick. Um, you know, they all thought she was hot. She ended up getting into movies and stuff because of how good she looked. And man, after you know, she did like a couple of movies. I don't know what the fuck happened to her, or, or any of those people. I know the um, the bald-headed dude from that show. He was in other TV shows. Uh, he was in a couple of episodes of uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um, he was Dee's uh, boyfriend, love interest, some shit like that. He he did some shady stuff in that show. <laughs> Uh, but he's also been a voice actor for The Flash um, and several cartoon animation movies. So, you know, he's had a career, but there's just several people in that show that I just I never really kept up with. Um, like the main character. I don't know what happened to the main character from that show or the mom or any of that stuff. I, I hardly remember the, the whole background for that show. But when it was, you know, on the air, it was huge. And that's when Gavin's song got picked up and put on it um you know i'm on the toll road and i'm hitting traffic this is unacceptable this is unacceptable and this really is just a check to see how the sound is i'm in my new truck and i'm uh recording oh here comes the rain and um you know the great thing about this new truck i'm driving in it's uh bluetooth capable so i'm connected to it right now and um anyway i've been listening to john's podcast and daniel's youtube channel god Damn it, Daniel's YouTube channel is funny as hell. 
funny as hell. So, um, John Pimentel, for those of you who don't know, is a friend of my brother's. They grew up together, and I, I know him through my brother. But I, you know, I've been around with them. Um, we lived together my senior year in high school. We went on this camping trip. We've done all this stuff together, and you know, I still keep up with them. Talk to them every once in a while. Sometimes we'll do a podcast together, and uh, John talks about you know his life and all the things that happened to him and. He had his mom over at his house, and she fell and broke a bone. I don't know if it was her shoulder blade uh, or a bone in her shoulder. I, I don't remember. Um, so, long story short, they had to go to the hospital. She had to go to the uh, get checked out. And Daniel made a YouTube video out of it because Daniel loves to fuck with John. It's it's fucking hilarious. I I don't know how John has put up with it for all of his life the way that he has. I. If, I mean, Shane tormented me when I was a kid, but he kind of stopped that shit after he got into high or got into college. You know, he it, it wasn't as fun to him anymore. I mean, he still kind of enjoys it, but nowhere near as much as he did when we actually had to live together. And now it's more of just like making fun of me. Whereas as a child, he wanted to, to get me pissed off. He wanted he wanted to to push my buttons and see how angry I could get because uh, there's something about my family we just think anger is funny. We just think it's funny when people get pissed off. I don't know why we just do. Um, maybe you know, listeners out there feel the same way. I've I've ran into people that are not impressed by that kind of shit. They don't think it's funny, but you know, to each their own, I guess. But Daniel takes it to the next level. Daniel is the master. You know, there's nobody that doesn't like him. Let me pause this. Okay, that's better. Um, since I had to pause it, I was flipping through some radio stations and listening to some interesting. Although, kind of stupid uh, music. Um, Kiss Off by the Violent Femmes, or the Violent Femmes by Kiss Off. Either way, that song, I'm just listening to it on the radio. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Anyway, um, the rain, I'm, I'm driving through some rain coverage right now. I hope this sounds good. I, excuse me, I won't know until I listen back to it. But, um, you know, listening to, to John and Daniel's stuff, um, in John had this situation happen with his mom where she fell and uh, they had this lengthy ordeal because, you know, she really hurt herself. And uh, when I first heard it, you know, I'm in a group chat with John, Daniel, and my brother, Shane. And when we're in that chat, I'm like, damn, John, you tried to kill your mom? And, and Daniel took that and ran with it. And so um, when he ran with it, he put it on his puppet show. So his puppet show is what he does on YouTube. And, uh, and he was talking um, as, like he does all the voice work. There's, there's no one else but Daniel on his YouTube channel. And he's, he's got the little puppet boy, which is supposed to be John's son. And then he's got the puppet Daniel, which is a blonde white guy. <laughs> and Daniel's not blonde and he's not white. Daniel's a, a, a black-haired Mexican. <laughs> so that's even funnier is that it doesn't resemble Daniel at all, but his name is, is Uncle Daniel. And then the character John, which is the boy, the child, he's a little uh, a brown puppet with black hair. <laughs> so anyway, what's great about these stories is that they, they only last about a minute and a half, maybe two minutes. And it's just a very short recap. And of course, Daniel's going to embellish it and make it worse than it actually is. But <laughs> he told, oh, here we go. All right, anyway, I, I keep driving through these patches of like rough rain and then light rain. And something about the rain coverage is, is real spotty. Uh, the road that I'm on. So, you would think that these 
two characters, since they're supposed to be related, they would somewhat look alike, but they look nothing alike. And anyway, John's telling, uh, the character John is telling Uncle Daniel about what happened, and, you know, obviously, when I say he's embellishing it, he's like blowing it way out of proportion. It was all John's fault, and John was hitting every bump on the road when they were driving to the ER, and, <laughs> and um, so, you know, what's funny about that is when John was telling it, the, the hospital staff were trying to tell him, like, we got some rules about going back in the area where the patients are getting treated, we're not allowing family back there, yada yada, and, and uh, John sweet talks his way into getting back there, so John's back there with his mom, and, I mean, I get it, it's your mom, you want to make sure she's alright, but they, they told him, the, the nursing staff told him, it's like, look, we don't normally allow visitors, but if you're only going to be back there for a few minutes, that's fine, but, uh, but if you know John, you know how he likes to fucking push the envelope, so... While the nursing staff are telling other people, like, no, you can't be back there. We don't allow patients to have visitors right now and blah, blah. John's still sitting back there, and he, like, he should have popped in and popped out, but no, he's just sitting there, sitting there, sitting there, sitting there, while they're turning other people down. Nope, John's special. John gets to hang out. Anyway, so going back to why I brought all this up is, like, you know, Daniel's telling his story on uh, his YouTube channel about all of this, making John seem like a fucking criminal. He, um, he ends up saying at the very end of it, and the saddest part of this story, folks, it's all true. <laughs> it's, all, it's all fucking true. <laughs> okay, some of the facts of Daniel's version did occur, but that, that's not necessarily because of what John did. You know? <laughs> he just paints it out, and it's like, damn, man, you just making John seem like a goddamn criminal. <laughs> But I guess according to Daniel, he is. I don't know. Anyway, um, funny channel. You should check it out. Uh, find a... Oh, damn it, I don't remember the name. The Brown Bag Special. The Brown Bag Special. I don't know how you're going to fucking find it. Uh, maybe I can find a way to put the link to it on this platform. I, I don't know. Um, you, you can find him on Facebook, Daniel Pimentel. Uh, he's wearing some, like, um, tactical gear. He's not the most tactical person I know, but he, you know, is wearing some tactical gear, and, um, yeah, I, I don't think you're gonna find it on John Pimentel's platform, but if you want to find it on Daniel's stuff, I'm sure you, you can find it from there. You can find him on Facebook or on Instagram. Um, oh, shit. I gotta do that. I gotta look up his Instagram account. I'll give him a shout-out. Anyway, so John's, uh, podcast, um... What was it called? JP's What? Which you can find it on uh, Spotify or Anchor or wherever this goddamn strap platform is. Um, damn it, man. Hitting some more slow traffic on the fucking toll road. Uh, anyway, um, John's podcast, he was talking about some original stories he was coming up with. and uh, Granted, he, he's not as eloquent as some podcasters like Joe Rogan or some of those other dudes. But, you know, you get the idea. You listen to it. He's talking about, you know, some original stories for some characters that he knows, like me, Daniel, Shane, himself. The one he had for himself and for Daniel actually had some promise. Um, what I liked about it is that it was kind of original, where uh, John is a character and Daniel's a character. They're brothers in the movie, just like they're brothers in real life. And um, da John ends up going missing in this forest, and this forest has some sort of entity that haunts it. And the, um, the entity turned John into an animal. It turned him into a cat. And 
Daniel gets involved because when John got turned into a cat, he went and found Daniel and brought Daniel to the forest to go and look for John. Of course, the cat can't talk. You know, it's it's a cat, even though John's inhabiting its body. Um, it doesn't give him any like special powers or anything, but you know, it's intelligent enough to know that oh shit, uh, I need to go get my brother. Um, but I'm in this cat body. I need to figure it out. So he navigates his way to Daniel's house and gets Daniel out of the house to go look for him. And um, how that's going to happen, how he's going to communicate that, I don't fucking know. But uh, anyway, um, so Daniel, you know, goes out to the forest and he's trying to get authorities to help him. And they're like, no, we've been involved with this manhunt for your brother for days and we've done everything that we could. And there's like wildlife in the area. It's their, uh, it's their mating and hunting season and we're not supposed to kill them. So you can't, can't be running out there because it's dangerous. They'll kill you and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, but I, I liked how, you know, there was there was some original thought to this that uh, Daniel goes out there. He's out there for a couple of days. He finds this entity. The cat it, uh, it ends up navigating him, guiding him through this forest area. And um, with the type of guy that Daniel is, he's like, I don't believe in anything fucking spiritual. He meets this entity, and this entity is trying to, like, scare him and terrorize him and all that shit. And Daniel's like, what the fuck you, I, I, don't, I don't care about your power or whatever you are. I, I'm an atheist. I don't, I don't believe in anything fucking spiritual. And so Daniel attacks it. And they fight. And he kills it with a rock. <laughs> and um, Daniel lives out the rest of his days with his cat brother. You know, I, 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 I can't, you can't make that shit up. But John fucking did. So he's going to try to turn that into a story. But I, I, I kind of like it. It's an original idea. It's, you know, it's. it's it's something new. It's something fresh, and and that's something that a lot of movies nowadays are are, are lacking uh, when it comes to good quality content. You know, there. You, when you think about it, let's let's think about this. When you look at all the Marvel movies, and they were, had such huge success, those were based off of comic books. And yeah, I know that they took some liberties and made some original, you know, direction and development and shit. But the characters themselves and the, the overall conflicts are based off of comic books and you know those were not those were original ideas when they were in the comics and some of them were turned into cartoons and movies and, and TV shows but the Marvel movies of the last like 20 years are what made them huge and so you know those were not original um, the Exorcist movies you know they've kind of spun off of the the 70s those are not you know well that's that's wrong because they're coming out with the um, this new Exorcist movie that's bringing in some of the the, char the the mom. It's bringing in the mom from the Exorcist 1. And that's, you know, that's a new direction. So see how that goes. I'm, I'm excited to see that one. That one's nice and fucking spooky. Uh, I don't think it's going to be, like, hugely successful because, you know, it's it's got some, it's got some shit in it that you know, kind of had me concerned about, you know, the script and production value. I mean, it looks good. There's great effects. There's good... Um, you know, scary moments in it, but I'm like, uh, the directing and the script in this thing seemed like they could have used some polishing, but, you know, sometimes people rush through shit and they only have so much money, so, you know, you get what you get, but anyway, um, with Daniel's, uh, for, or, excuse me, with John's stories, you know, I, I like, I like the originality, and he came up with one for me, and he was talking about how, um, you know, mankind has technologically advanced to where they can travel into space, and, um, they've established, you know, dominance over their solar system to the point of Neptune, and 
they uh, they're kind of like venturing out into other parts of space parts unknown if you will and my character Aaron is um, a seafaring guy he's military uh, he's got some combat experience but he's you know he's nothing special he's he's got some uh, combat elements that he's assigned to and um, he gets assigned to this detail where he's got to uh, protect a, a high-value asset but that's valuable asset is only valuable to an officer it's not valuable to the military or the the organization that this character is serving um, which John didn't specify if it was like a national military or a global military like um, you know an alien they had the, uh, the, the the colonial marines so you know that was like a an interplanetary force so anyway, we're getting technical there. We don't don't need to worry about that. Um, but he he didn't specify, so I'm just gonna go with my, what I know is that uh, for me and my military background, I served the U.S. And so let's say this was a, a U.S. military force that was spacefaring, and he um, oh man, it's bad wreck over there. Uh, anyway, he's out there in space, and he gets assigned to this detail to protect this general's whore is what Ted John said it was. Which, you know, John's not the most subtle of people, man. He's, he's just going to tell you what he's thinking, and he's not going to filter that shit for nobody. So, um, you know, this chick's hot, but she's she's not the brightest, and he's just, uh, Aaron gets assigned this detail because he's um, trying to, you know, keep people off of her, really, because she's a very desirable person, and, you know, Aaron's got to, got to, um, look out for his career and, and make sure that, you know, she gets from point A to point B without any problems um, because, you know, sh she's, uh, I don't want to say property of this officer, but, you know, she's probably his wife or maybe his uh, bottom bitch or some shit. I, I don't know. Anyway, um, so Aaron's frame of thought is that, you know, this is going to help me kick off my career. This is going to help me climb the rungs because, you know, as an enlisted man, there, there's the slow way and there's the fast way. And, you know, the slow way to get rank is, uh, you know, you can spend like eight or ten years at the same pay grade before you get moved up. And, you know, some exceptional people, they, reap, they reach like the top three levels within a decade. And, you know, that's the fast way. If you can get up to E7 in, in less than ten years, that's fast track, man. You're, you're what they call shit hot. And uh, you see that a lot in Corman. And anyway, I'm just getting off in the weeds here. Um, moving on. So John's talking about, you know, my character Aaron wants to kick off his career, and he wants to, you know, take this this detail, and um, you know, he wants a successful mission because it's going to look good for him, and maybe this officer will c commend him or give him a recommendation or some shit. And, I mean, that that stuff carries some weight in the military. It's not like. You know, you get a recommend letter from your old job and whatever. But, uh, you, you know, in the military, a recommendation from an officer that's a high-ranking officer goes a long way. And um, anyway, so he's, he, he really wants this. And, you know, he, he gets this lady, and they're traveling, and um, they come across aliens and shit. And uh, they're venturing into a part of space that's technically unexplored. And um, things get really dangerous and hazardous, and shit starts to go sideways for them once they they go out this direction and so he's really not just concerned about his career but he's concerned that you know he's either gonna die or this bitch is gonna die and his career is gonna be over so either way 
the situation is not looking good for Aaron and whoever is with him. He's got, you know, some commando elements, whether it's Marines or Navy or whatever. Um, I can't possibly predict how things are going to work in the future as far as spacefaring military, but I can tell you historically that when it comes to um, the Navy and Marines relationship, the Marines were the combat professionals. Now, the Navy has combat professionals, but we don't have nowhere near as many as the Marines have. We have more mechanics. We have more engineers and electricians. We have more um, cybersecurity guys. Uh, I think as the Navy as a whole is bigger than the Marines, and I, um, I know things have probably changed because recruiting efforts have kind of swung in the favor of the Marines over the last couple of years. And I, I don't know how that's looking, you know, as far as manpower goes, but um, the, the Navy has more people not committed to combat roles. They're committed to uh, supporting combat roles. So you have the guys on the ship that fire the guns, whether it's a gunner's mate or a fire controlman or an aviation ordnanceman. Um, those are our combat roles, and the CBs obviously are combat roles, but CBs are also builders, so it's called a CB. But that stands for the letter C and B, construction builder. And so um, the, the, I can't think of the, the, the literature term for that, but um, they, their logo or their symbol is a B, like a, the insect, it's a B with all these arms and legs that are holding tools and a rifle. And they're wearing like a, a Navy sailor cap. And so they're CBs. Uh, anyway, enough of that bullshit. Um, those people, they, they go on the rifle range. They get trained in tactics and military operations and stuff like that. But then they also have to know their job. They have to know how to operate heavy, heavy equipment for construction purposes. Bulldozers and cement mixers. And they got to know how to uh, construct, you know, uh, birthing for people on, on the shore. Um, they they got to be able to build shit. So, you know, granted, they are tactical and they know how to engage the enemy, but that's not... That's not their sole focus. So the Marines have people that are riflemen that that is their sole focus. And then you got the Navy. We've got you know our special forces. We've got um, SOCOM. Uh, we've got the Navy SEALs. We've got SWIC. Uh, SWIC guys are pretty cool, but they're not SEALs, and SEALs are not SWIC. So you know those are two different things. Uh, you've got EOD. You've got divers. I mean, there's quite a few specialties. And uh, the Marines also have something like that. They've got Raiders. They've got MARSOC. Um, they've got their own EOD. Uh, they've got, you know, um, all kinds of stuff. They've got uh, stuff that I probably don't even know exists. Um, people that work with, like, CIA or whatever. And I know the Green Berets are really big about that, working with the CIA. And then you've got uh, Special Forces. Um, well, actually, let me back up there. Special Forces means exactly... Green Berets, like Special Forces. When you think of that, uh, you got to think about like Chuck Norris and those movies he made. It's that applies specifically to Green Berets. Operators are everybody else. Operators are Rangers, they're uh, SEALs, they're Raiders, they're Army Delta, um, RSOC, you know, Recon, uh, Marines, and stuff like that. Um, uh, tactical Air Control Party guys, TCCPs, uh, TCC. I, I think that's what that's called. Anyway, the Air Force has their own shit, and um, they've got their search and rescue teams, and then the Coast Guard got their rescue swimmers and shit like that. Anyway, moving on. Um, so I don't know what Aaron's going to have with him. 
is what I'm saying. There's a lot of opportunity, but I know historically that the Navy's going to bring Marines with them, and uh, they're they're going to use them as either a boarding party or as an anti-boarding party. And they'll have their own guys for that, but then they'll have some guys that are specifically trained for that shit. And um, so I'm, I'm imagining that there's going to be Marines and Navy on this vessel. Uh, probably some Air Force guys too, because, you know, Air Force and Space, they kind of mix. And so, um, where am I going with this? Uh, so Aaron's going to have some elements with him, and they're going to help him fight off all these, you know, monstrosities and catastrophic events that occur with on their vessel while they're trying to protect this high-value individual. And uh, I, I think that's a pretty interesting, interesting story, and it could be something original. It could be something... Uh, Entertaining because you know this bitch is gonna cause all these problems and all these dudes are trying to lay some pipe with her and you know she's hot and all that stuff and um, Aaron's gonna be fucking stressed out and pissed off all the time because he's got to keep all these horn dogs off of her and uh, you know I, I think for for John's type of thinking you know he's kind of a dirty-minded individual so you know he's gonna I, I say he's kind of no he's he's a dirty-minded individual. So he's going to, you know, try to throw in some pornographic scenes in there. Probably Aaron walks in on some dudes getting it on. Maybe she's in like a three-way or getting just railed out by a whole platoon of guys. And he's got to break all that shit up and try to keep it quiet. <laughs> because if if this uh, high-ranking officer finds out that his lady got whored out, then, oh, fuck, man, his career's over. So, you know, there's a lot of opportunity there for John to, to build something. So, you know, I... I'm interested to see how that goes. I I haven't been really creating much in my personal life. You know, I, I've been just trying to get through school and, and, and climb all these fucking hurdles they keep throwing at me. I took this genetics class over the summer online, and it turns out that that credit doesn't work. So I, I don't know what happened with me on my end, why I decided I, I thought it was a good idea to take this class. I had a conversation with the registrar department, and I thought I had the green light at the time, but it turns out that I actually didn't have the green light, so I paid 1400 bucks for this class for nothing because I'm going to have to retake it. Anyway, the, the good thing about that is, is that I can improve my grade. Hopefully, I can get a fucking A. Um, the bad thing about that is, is that next semester, I'm taking 16 credit hours, so fuck. That's not looking at promising. Um, I will say that I'm in a Dungeons & Dragons group. Hey, Dungeons & Dragons. And uh, I joined them after I left my job. I left my job in August. Um, I got my uh, disability rating with Uncle Sam up to 90%, and uh, that's given me some extra cash in my pocket, um, and I'm able to do Dungeons and & Dragons, and um, we're putting on a show this weekend. We're putting it on Saturday, uh, tomorrow, actually, and you might be asking yourself, well, if you're doing that tomorrow, what are you doing today? Why are you driving? Well, I'm driving down to Corpus. i got to go down to Corpus. i got to get some shit done down there, and then i got to shoot back up to uh, Central Texas. Uh, sometime tomorrow afternoon. So I've got to drive eight and a half hours, nine hours in two days. Fuck! Why am I doing this to myself? Well, I can't move out of the place that I'm in right now because if I do, I'll be homeless. So <laughs> I got to play the game for as long as I can and uh, help Jamie do the shit she needs me to help her do. Um, I've got the truck, so I'm going to be carrying shit back from her mom and dad's up to her place. That's what I'm doing this weekend. I'm doing a show for D&D, and I'm helping Jamie move out of the crap she has back home. Um, some more good news is uh, we got my mom a new car, me and my brother. Um, we went in half on it. 
paid for some repairs. Uh, like I needed some new tires or wheels, excuse me. Um, we put down the money for it, and it's in the shop right now. Hopefully, mom gets a new car next week. She's really needing it. Now, I don't know how that's going to go because mom shouldn't even really be driving. Uh, she broke a bone in her foot not too long ago. Um, she's going blind in her eye. Uh, excuse me. She's blind in one eye, and she's losing eyesight in the other eye. And God damn it, she's just a mess. <laughs> and I had forgotten about her being in a nursing home um, when she broke her ankle a few years ago. Uh, she's been breaking bones for like 20 years now. Um, anyway, she... Uh, she had stayed at a nursing home while she had to recover, and she was like, well, when I was gone for, for one of my appointments, somebody came into my room and stole my goddamn jacket, and they they did all these things, and they didn't do all these things, like when my toilet overflowed and it flooded my room with toilet water, they just brought in a fan and, and air dried it. I'm like, God damn, and you still had to stay in there? <laughs> that happened in a hospital man like you would you would close that whole room off and you'd have to find another room for that person but no not at this place They're like you're gonna stay there and uh you know make the best of the bad situation so oh well <laughs> you know that's uh, some military living type shit you know i remember the barracks i had to stay in they were not great um barracks 129 uh or excuse me building 129 over in naval training station great lakes those, those buildings are not in service anymore. In fact, that whole base has been closed down. But when I was there, they called 129 the crack house. There was a part of the second floor that had like some shit falling out of the ceiling and they were worried about asbestos and um, historically like some whores have been caught in there, prostitutes and shit. People are having sex in the dumpster and <laughs> you know, somebody's trying to come up the stairway because they're trying to get to a girl's room and they slide you 10 bucks and you let them up there so they can fuck and Man, it was, it was just raunchy. <laughs> it's filthy. All kinds of bad shit happened in that place. Like, I think they found drugs in it a couple times. And Anyway. But that's the military for you, man. It's fucking extreme lifestyle types. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe it'll be like that outlaw movie and that John wants to make. Maybe it'll be like outlaw where people are fucking taking these dangerous ass drugs. Uh, the Sean Connery movie. Man, that movie's fucking old. Um, rest in peace, Sean Connery. You're a badass actor. And Rooker Howard, too. Or however you say his fucking name. Anyway, um, well, uh, graduation is right around the corner, man, provided I can keep my grades up. Uh, I may retake some classes just to get some better grades, but I'll at least have the goddamn degree and I can get into graduate school. Thank fucking God. So, y'all wish me luck in that respect. Um, other than that, you know, mom breaking her foot and. Oh, my brother turned 40. Y'all help me wish my brother a happy 40th birthday. His birthday was yesterday, October 26th. Michael Shane Rollins, uh, born October 26th, 1983, 84, 84, 1984. He turned 40. Uh, <laughs> he's 40 years old. He's in Ireland right now, so if one of y'all want to steal his identity, uh, he, he won't catch you in time. So, <laughs> Anyway... Um, so, you know, that's a big deal for him because they're in Ireland and they're doing all kinds of cool shit. And, you know, he's getting to break away from the family and the loud-ass kids. And uh, I got to spend some time with them. Me and Jamie took him out to pick up pumpkins and shit. We carved a pumpkin together. And it, it was actually kind of cool. Um, I don't know if they've ever carved pumpkins before, but they, they were there to help me carve pumpkins and shit. And, uh, you know, Sarah obviously got worried. He's like, hey, that, 
knife he's using is really fucking sharp. It's like, I, I know I'm using it to carve up a fucking goddamn pumpkin. Um, so, you know, we, we had a good old time, and they liked it. They liked it. We took pictures, and uh, River had to stay home, so he threw a tantrum. And then uh, Roger and Riker came with me, and, and they did pretty good. Um, Riker's uh, very, how do you say it? I don't want to say spoiled, but he's definitely demanding. Um, no. He'll tell people no all the fucking time. Or, I don't want to. Or, I'm not doing it. Or, you do it. Or, whatever. And <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't want to say he's a bad kid. It's just, he's, he's a little hard to handle. You know, you're not used to kids talking to you that way. And, um, yeah, Roger's, Roger's not like that. <laughs> Riker's a little more like, uh, it's my world, you're just living in it. And, um, I mean, it was it was still fun, but I know my mom's got her hands full. I know she's got her hands full. I mean, she's a sensitive individual as it is. And what do I mean by that? It's like, she gets a headache real easily. She'll be out for like a whole day because of a migraine. Um, bad, strong smells will make her sinuses start acting up. She'll have a runny nose. She'll start sneezing. Her eyes start watering. Um... You know, her, her stomachs don't, or her stomachs, <laughs> her stomach does not work right. Her bowels don't work right. I mean, she's just got all kinds of problems. And um, I know having to take care of these damn kids has <laughs> been taxing. But, you know, she loves them. They're her grandkids. And, you know, I guess to her, it's worth it. You know, she gets to get out of the house for a little while and, you know, enjoy a, a two-story house. My brother's house is pretty nice. So, anyway, I know it's not easy for her, but good old Mama D'Lo came in clutch because my... My fucking dad relapsed, and so he didn't, uh, he wasn't able to be counted on to, um, babysit the children. So, anyway, that's all for that. Um, he's gonna have to figure that shit out on his own. Us, on the other hand, we are gonna keep on chugging along because we got lives to live. And, uh, you know, dad's gonna have to fucking figure that shit out. Anyway, so, that's enough about me. Um, y'all give... JP's what to listen to on his podcast. I'm running out of shit to talk about, so I'm going to hang it up and uh, listen to some Joe Rogan experience. I mean, there's some fucking interviews with Joey Diaz on there that are hilarious. Um, and, and try to look up Daniel Pimentel's uh, YouTube channel, uh, The Brown Bag Special. Uh, it's, it's a picture of him and his brother looking into a brown bag. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> They're looking into inside of a brown bag. So it's called the Brown Bag Special. <laughs> anyway, this is Aaron Rollins, your host from Southeast Third. We did it live and ad free. And uh, <laughs> y'all be careful driving through this rain. I will. Um, I'll wait for y'all in the next podcast. This has been Aaron Rollins, and I am signing off.